0: Saw is ready!
1: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Iron Man, and this is my friend, Captain Jared. I can do this all day. We will be your hosts today for the podcast. We are honored that you have joined us at our table. Here at the Game Table Podcast, we look at various board, card, and other tabletop games. We'll give an overview, provide our overly considered thoughts, all in an attempt to give you an idea of how well fit this game is for your table. Today we are looking at Marvel Champions, designed by Caleb Grace, Michael Boggs, and Nate French. Artwork is by a plethora of people and published by Fantasy Flight Games.
0: Marvel Champions is a 2-4 to four player cooperative card game where players will take on the role of their favorite Marvel heroes to thwart the villain's evil schemes. Each turn, players will play cards in an attempt to defeat the villain. Boom! Bam! Stack! Zap! Crash! When the players deal enough damage to the villain, the players win, or if the villain Completes his evil schemes. <laughs> the game ends, and the heroes have lost. Oh, dun dun dun.
1: Mm. Well, Jared, Ian, what? was your first ever marvel experience ever
0: i was not a good comic book reader growing up in fact i wasn't a really good reader at all mm. if we're being honest okay uh books did not really draw me in as a child which is pretty sad when i look back on that yeah but i do remember being introduced by sony entertainment to toby maguire and Sam Raimi's Spider-Man. The best of all kinds. Uh, yeah, sure. Bone saw is ready! <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. When I saw that scene, I was hooked. I was like, I don't care how the rest of this goes. This what, is going to be great. What's up, punk? Punk! I, I, I bet I watched some Spider-Man cartoon as a child. Yeah. But that didn't really have a big impact on me. Mm-hmm. Um, so... I feel like that was my first real engagement in Marvel. Sure. And I think I might have mentioned this briefly on our Get to Know Us episode, but I really... The MCU hooked me with Iron Man, and then we had the Captain America experience where, I mean, the only reason I saw it was because I was in Tulsa, Oklahoma, in the middle of the summer, and there was a $2 theater down the road. Wow. And we happened to go see it because we were bored, um, and it was great. Yep. And I have been... I have watched literally every minute of the MCU since. Yeah. So that was my first engagement with Marvel.
1: Yes, that would be probably it's either that or if you remember speaking of Captain America. Oh boy. The Fantastic 4 with Chris Evans. Oh no, I did. Yep. Was that before I'd, Sam Raimi Spider-Man? I don't think it was, but okay. this would have been the same time I saw these. It would have it would probably would be this. You guys, Chris Evans is everything. <laughs> I I I aspired to As, be Chris and, uh the Human Torch, man. Oh, good times! Oh, Fantastic Four, man. That movie was not good, but man, I watched it so much. I I wore it out. I it was that and Spider Man, Spider Man one and two, yeah. And then when three came out, but oh my goodness, I wore it out completely. So good, so good. Speaking of Fantastic Four uh, and Marvel, um, they're actually credited as the first ever comic. Uh, done. Wow! Yeah, Fantastic Four. Um, oh, so we're breaking out the trivia. They kind of, like yeah, that. I know. So it was really known for kickstarting, like Marvel is what we know, like mm. the Marvel you know of comics. It was mostly started by a Fantastic Four in 1961. Wow! Um, that was the issue one. So right out of the garage, right? Yeah, of yeah, is um, that right? yeah. Crazy, absolutely crazy. But Captain America did come out before that, which is funny, but it wasn't, like, your normal Marvel. It was done by uh, Jack Kirby for Timely. Okay. So Captain America was first, but, like, I don't think it got the attraction that it really, like, everybody knows as Marvel until the 60s. Okay. And so that's when, like, they brought out the Fantastic Four, and it really stole the show and got everybody back into the comics. So again, I'm not like a, a nerd about no, all this.
0: Hold on a minute. I'm, I'm going to ask you this on a quick Google search. Yeah, when yeah. I Google when Marvel comics was founded, mm-hmm.
1: it says 1939. Yeah. So yeah, that would have been, is it Jack Kirby or Joe Simon? I don't know. Google hasn't given me that mention. For yeah. Me yeah. Yet. Yeah. So it would probably would have been with timely, which would have been the comic book. We're learning as we go.
0: Timely Comics, mm-hmm. yes. The yes.
1: so, so Timely did cap, dropped it, Captain America. So
0: was that? So it wasn't officially like Marvel Comics no. at that point.
1: No, it was no, it was not. It didn't drop as Marvel. It later became Marvel Comics, uh, but it was not. It was Timely, which we know as Marvel characters. But uh, I yeah. see. I yeah. was
0: going to say. So this is how far I've come mm-hmm. in my Marvel knowledge. Is Victor Timely named after Timely comic? Oh, that's pretty funny.
1: I'm just saying. I don't know anything about... I don't know when Kang was... When was Kang written? I don't know, man. This is... That's that, hilarious. All that
0: stuff is still so foreign to me. Speaking all the stuff. Speaking of Victor
1: stuff. Timely, the last episode of Loki was incredible. I, I have... No spoilers, thank yeah. you. Yeah, it was incredible. Uh, and yeah. the listener has no clue what episode I'm talking about because it applies to all episodes. So, there you go. true. I mean, I agree, all of Loki is incredible. It's so good. It's captivating at the highest level. More people in that show that I aspire to be. It's just so good. So good. Well, uh, welcome to this episode, uh, Marvel Champions. Here we are, here we go. Ian, you guys, Ian has been over
0: at my house for two and a half hours yeah. now and has just been giddy
1: as all get out this, with this episode. One. You guys are in for it. You're <laughs> in for it. He was ready. he did the intro. I like, know, like that's how excited I was he like, is. Let's get started. What are we waiting for? Wowzers. what are we waiting for? All right, so do would you like to start uh introing this game a little bit here uh, by how to play it? Yeah, is that
0: what we're doing mm-hmm. here? Yeah. All right, great. Um, yeah, so I can definitely do that. We're gonna give a brief overview as best I can here because there are a lot of little nuances to this game, but I just want to give you the gist and then we will talk about it. So... Players win this game by defeating the villain. Yeah. The way you do that is by getting the villain to drop their hit points to zero on their final phase. Yes. Players lose if all players' health goes to zero or the main scheme gains more threat than its threat value. Yeah. So just to give those win and loss conditions on the front end. Each player controls a hero. This involves a main card, which has, is two-sided. On one side is a hero, and on the other side is an alter ego form. On the hero's side, uh, it has three basic actions of thwart, attack, and defense. Uh, thwarting allows you to remove threat from the scheme. Mm-hmm. It could be either the main scheme, or sometimes side schemes pop out you can remove from either. Attacking allows you to attack either a minion or the enemy itself. Yeah. Or defending is when you're being attacked... And you can reduce the damage. Put that shield up. That's right. Use your shield. Additionally, the hero side has an ability of some kind. Always. Always and forever. Always and forever. I can do this all day. All day. The alter ego has a recover value, which lets you recover health. Yep. And a different ability than what's on the other side.
1: Yeah, different abilities uh, on your alter ego and hero, and they are not the same. Obviously, but uh, they do like every hero is different. It's That's not right. the same for each person. It's, that is true. Yeah, Everybody it, is different, and all of these values are different based off the hero you're playing too. So, absolutely, yes, that is correct. Yeah,
0: uh, there's also health and hand limit size and mm-hmm. things of that nature. Um, in addition to that main card, each player has a deck of forty to fifty cards. Each hero deck has twenty five cards or I'm sorry 15, 15 cards 15. excuse me yep 15 cards from its own hero deck and then you add from a particular what they call aspect there are four aspects leadership justice aggression and protection each one has a different focus uh which within that aspect there are different allies supports event cards and upgrades that you can have all the fun stuff all the fun stuff so you pick one aspect and you can build, along with your 15 cards, cards from that particular aspect and from what they call the basic aspect. Mm -hmm. Basic can be combined with any one aspect. No one else at the table is allowed to take that aspect as well. Mm -hmm. So if you have four players, each player is doing one of those four aspects.
1: I will say they are allowed to play the same, but you would never really do that unless you're playing a large player game.
0: I would not recommend No. For those of you that do not like building your own decks, you're in luck because every deck comes with what is called a pre-constructed deck, which means you can just take it right out of the box and start playing and not worry about any kind of deck building at all. Boom. Zap. Zap. Crash. That's right. Wow. (laughs)
1: Wowzers.
0: (laughs) The other great thing is that these pre-constructed decks don't suck. No. They are actually competitive. No, they're good. Yeah, they're good. For the most part. There's a couple that I don't really care
1: for. I mean, the Hulk is whatever. All of them can be competitive on their own. Most are. Most are solid. That's true. Most are solid. Most are solid. Yep. I said all. I've retracted that statement. (laughs) Most. Most. (laughs) Most. Change the word.
0: (laughs) All right. So that's what you have in front of you to start the game. Yeah. All players are working together to defeat the villain. All heroes play. So each player takes their turn. And then the villain goes. On a player turn... Players choose which cards they want to play. They have these cards. Each card does a specific thing. Like I said, it could be an event, an upgrade, a support, or an ally. Each card will have a cost associated with it. And the way that you pay for said cards is by burning other cards in your hand Mm -hmm. as your resource. Each card, in addition to its ability and its cost, also has a resource value. Yeah. So you have to discard a certain number of cards to be able to pay for a card. Additionally, uh, so you have events which are just one-time actions and then they're done. Allies, supports, and upgrades all stay in front of you. Supports and upgrades are typically buffs for your character that will last for the rest of the game. Allies will stay in play as long as they have health. Yeah. Once they've lost their health, they go to the discard pile.
1: And, and yeah, so once all the players go, they'll take their turns together, but in clockwise order. So the first player will pass each round. Uh, once they do that, the villain will go and he gets to add a bunch of crazy stuff to the board. Uh, they'll attack each player or thwart based off if the heroes in Alter Ego camping Game, out. Not thwart. Yeah, sorry. Scheme. If uh, you know Ant Man's hanging out, if Scott Lang is hanging out on the couch, uh, the villain's not going to attack him because he doesn't know where he's at. So he was going to uh, scheme his main uh, scheme. So, uh-huh. Uh-huh, <laughs> <laughs> after that, the players will be dealt uh, cards from the encounter deck, um, and so each villain has his own set of encounters and the encounter deck, and you will deal cards out to each player that will reveal this card, and those cards uh, inside that deck and what the players will be dealt in between each turns are possible minions, uh, a variety of very bad things, uh, events basically of some type that... Right affect the board state in many different ways that's also where you get
0: your side schemes as well yeah uh, yeah,
1: all that all that crazy stuff that the villain wants to achieve yep once all this happens uh, you resolve that and then the players will go the first player token will pass and it will be a new player and then you'll go clockwise from that player on and you'll keep doing this until the game ends um, like we said before the game ends when either a player dies no when all players die well even though you and i play yes. the
0: house rule that when
1: one player yes. dies so in, technically by rule by rule all the players would have to die or the main uh scheme has been completed to some extent or if there's a scenario that changes the game end state uh it will explain that but in general it's going to be the main scheme or all the players dying That's what happens when the players, uh, how the game ends, is one of those two ways. Or the uh, heroes defeat the hit points of the villain, which is the way for the players to win. Again, unless the scenario says otherwise. Correct.
0: We are going to talk about our designer, Caleb Grace. Uh, We've talked about Caleb before. Caleb's great. Our first ever
1: episode, we talked about Caleb. Caleb,
0: if you listen to the podcast, hit us up. We'd love to do an interview. Yeah. Caleb's done some awesome games. We talked about Star Wars, the deck building game before. He's obviously now done Marvel Champions and he's done a lot of Marvel Champions. Yes. Uh, he's done Lord of the Rings, the card game. Yes. Yeah, he's done a lot of great stuff. Uh, yeah. He's got a lot of passion. I've seen several of his interviews from other people. I love. Has a lot of passion for Marvel and Champions. Yeah. And uh, it's really cool to hear him talk about it. Um. So yeah, really, really love Caleb's work and excited to see what he has coming up next. There are a lot of expansions for this game. A lot. So Caleb definitely has done a lot of work here and I just commend the variety that has come out of this game. Yeah, I mean, we're talking, what, five or six big box games? Yeah, and he's not boxes, even... and then he, several smaller expansions. There
1: are, like, he's doing uh, I know a lot of it. There are, the other designers that we mentioned are designing some of the the packs and right. he's not the only one doing it. Um, there are other people part of the team that are Designing uh, the expansions That's and packs true. that are coming out of this, but he's the one who came up with the the main concept, and then he designed a uh, designed most of the original heroes, mm-hmm. um, and then from there the the other uh, people involved uh, designed, You know, because it's it's so easy for one person to just take on like one hero and design right. it. So they they've kind of done it that way where they have a they have this game is. Team driven, <laughs> it is. There is a, a massive team that is constantly working on this game, and I think that's really cool. It's not just necessarily one guy that's just pumping out his only his ideas, and I think that's really cool because you can really tell in, the, in in hero design of like who this person designed this, this person designed yep. this. Like they all have their own little um, kind of specialties and vibe on how that hero plays and how who who made it. So completely agree with that. The artwork on each pack and card is done by a million people. Yes, I, I, they have a whole team. Again, speaking of team. Well,
0: and I imagine they outsource a lot of it just yeah. because of the amount of cards.
1: Well, yeah. So there's so so every card has unique artwork. Some of it is designed by their team. A lot is driven from comic books. Uh, I've you did seen, a great
0: job of getting the comic book feel for sure. I
1: have seen specific artwork from comics uh, that I've that I've come across. Uh, I'll find people posting it, and I think it's really cool when you. See uh, a card that has you know a piece of artwork of you know Ant Man or something, and you know somebody posted, and you're like, oh, like that's from Comic Book One Hundred and Three, and this like it. There are literally pictures from comic books in these cards, on top of them making their own artwork for the game, and I think that's a really good balance when you are because there's a lot of cards. They're mixing it up though of uh, their own creative stuff that they're designing that they're been given the ability to do, uh, working with Marvel. But on top of that, they can take stuff from comic books, so that's that's really cool.
0: Completely agree. I think the artwork's works great. Uh, look at the publisher, Fantasy Flight Games. They have done a variety of things. Yeah, uh, they are under the Asmodee umbrella at this point, but they <laughs> are personally responsible for Twilight Imperium, oh, Star yeah. Wars Rebellion, Ark- Arkham Horror: The Card Game, which is similar to Marvel Champions but in the Arkham Horror universe, uh, Mansions of Madness, variety of other games, Android Netrunner, Battlestar Galactica. If it's a cool IP. They've probably touched it so at many. some
1: point. They own Lord of the Rings, Marvel, and Arkham. Like that's
0: I think technically anybody could do Arkham. Yeah, but they, an, they yeah. have produced the they've, most they've owned it of for it sure. All.
1: Like because Lord of the Rings, Marvel are big IP Star Wars, and so they, they've had the well, most And Ian, I don't know if you've you've
0: played this game, but Twilight Imperium is an experience. Yeah. It is a massive I've not. full day game. I've
1: um, not it's crazy. Yeah, uh, no, I know. I've never never got the chance or had the time to to dive into that. Oh, it's a
0: commit. That's in, for in sure. The, yeah,
1: I know it is. Uh but yeah, they they produce that. Uh they they've done a lot. Fantasy Flight is I think before Asmodee really like took over the world. Yes. Fantasy Flight was that top tier. I would agree with Obviously, that. Obviously they're all owned together now, so it's kind of hard to say that cuz they're is. all the same now, but Fantasy Flight for a long time was the one that made the most uh beautiful artwork in all their games. You always Every game they made had the best artwork, and always had really good components and like all that stuff. So um,
0: I feel like they really were the first ones to really set the standard. Uh, because back in the day, you had Days of Wonder, which had high quality stuff. Yeah, but they were pumping out like a game a
1: year, maybe. Yeah, and their artwork and then, is very different. It's it not. Is. It's it, not. Di- it's not the same as the type of artwork that Fantasy right. Flight does.
0: But then you had a lot of companies like Rio Grande that would pump out good games, but their the quality of the components mm-hmm. or the artwork would be very meh. Yeah. And so I think Fantasy Flight really kind of took that and said we're going to escalate it. Yeah. Um so I really appreciate the way that once upon a time they were the ones setting the bar.
1: Yeah, and the, yeah, especially a lot of their early games they I know they had a Star Wars card game that came out. They pushed that Star Wars artwork and it was great. And it was very yeah, it was kind of ahead of what everybody else was doing. Um so yes, totally. Totally agree.
0: All
1: right, well getting back into Marvel Champions a little bit. Yeah. What's the draw to this game, Ian? Heroes Villains, Marvel. What else do you need? What do you want? What do you want? No, it has. I mean, if you like, if you like Marvel, obviously this is this is. I mean, is going to be a draw. Um, but with that, you truly feel like you are playing a hero in this game. One hundred percent every time. Ev and it, it's not like you just feel like I'm playing a hero. No. I am playing the hero that I picked. I am playing Captain America. I'm playing Doctor Strange. I'm playing Captain Marvel. I'm playing Ant-Man. I'm playing that character. It feels unique. Like each hero is unique to itself, and pl- and they created it to feel like that hero. And yes. the, like Their abilities, the cards you play, just makes you feel like you're playing that hero.
0: I completely agree. In fact, I think it is the thing that has hooked me on this game. Because if it didn't have that, I think I would have I would have moved on. Yeah. So I've been I when we the, back in the days of 2020 and 2019, I was very hesitant to dive into this game mm-hmm. because I knew what it meant if I got hooked. Because it you have a you have the base game which comes with heroes and three villains. Yeah. And then it's it's a what they call a living card game, which means they're pumping out new content. All the time. The only difference between this and a trading card game is you know exactly what you're buying in every pack that you buy.
1: Yeah. So like a as quickly, trading card game has rarities. If you buy individual like booster packs, and has stuff in it that, uh, again, it's all random chance on what you get. There's a set rarities of specific cards. In a living card game, there are packs. Uh, they're not considered booster packs. They're, they're just not. They're called. Uh, Hero packs in this scenario, you know, yeah. or campaign or, packs uh, or modular boxes, packs, or yeah. whatever. Yeah. And within that pack, there is a list of cards, and that card is in that pack. There is no rarities. And it's in every pack. It's in every pack. There, you know what you buy in that pack, so you always know what you're getting. There's no card chasing or rarities or any. Or there's no foils in this game. Everything inside that pack, you know what you're getting. And they just continue to release more expansions inside of a living card game, though.
0: So I knew this was exactly the model that I was looking for. Right. And I'd already kind of missed the boat on Star Wars a little bit because I had tried Star Wars back in the day. As a newer gamer is when I got to try it. And I don't think I was ready for it. And
1: this is Star Wars, the card game, the living card game, the
0: living card game. Shout out to Rick Fox, one of our awesome listeners who I remember getting me that Star Wars, the card game. Uh, I believe he got it for me for Christmas uh, right after it came out that year. I got that game probably about the time it came out. I don't think I fully embraced how good that game was until it was too late and I kind of already moved on. And had you played Arkham uh, or Lord I'd of the Rings? I played one game of Lord of the Rings. It didn't really hook me. It was okay. Gotcha. So anyways, someone gave me this game and I was like, Okay. And so what ended up happening is I got COVID and so I'm stuck in my office by myself. And I told
1: you about this game before. You had already
0: told me about it and you were already hooked. Uh, Yeah. And I was like I was like, Jerry,
1: you need to get this game. Whatever. I'll try it. No, no. You didn't want you were like, I don't know. And then somebody gave it to you and you're like, Well So I got COVID. I'm sitting
0: in my office all by myself with this stack of games that I could play. (laughs) <laughs> and Marvel Champions can be played solo. I was like, whatever. It I'll, can. I'll try it and out. it does. You guys, I pulled Spider-Man out of the base box, <laughs> and I fought Rhino. Oof. And 30 minutes later, I'm texting Ian, and I'm saying, Ian, I just played Spider-Man. <laughs> like, I literally... Not, not like I just played his deck. I, remember I was this, Spider-Man. I
1: remember this text, specifically. Yes. You, this is what you said, yeah. You said that I... Just, I was Spider-Man. I was Spider-Man. For an hour. It was great. I was great. Spider-Man. I was like, oh, okay. It well, looks like we're going to be playing this game more.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and we we played this game a lot. I would say we played this game more than X-Wing at this point, which was our game of choice We have played this game
1: more than any other game ever. That is true. Uh, we've spent more hours playing this game than, than X-Wing at this point, yes. And a lot more money. Yeah. No, you, you you feel like you're playing the hero. And I remember you saying that when you first started. Yes. It, it was... and. I'll get I have a question later uh, that I'll talk about more of uh, my initial experience with this. But um, the catch, though, is you're playing the hero and that villain really does feel like that villain, though. It's true. It's a little bit less for the villain as far as like, oh, I'm fighting against the Green Goblin or something. But they each add their own thing that is very unique to them. And a lot of the scenarios really do feel like that that villain is doing what that villain does in either movies or comics. and Mm so. It really does add so much to the theme of this game. And and I think you could totally enjoy this game, even if you're not a big Marvel fan. 100%. Like, this game has so much in it. Yeah, I think so. Um, you're hesitant more than I am on that one.
0: Well, so here's my thing. I think part of the draw for me is that I want, this is a way that I can learn more about Marvel mm-hmm. without having to go read a thousand comics. That's fair. Like I love the MCU, and I have fully committed to like every moment of the MCU.
1: Yeah, for better or for worse. I have learned a lot from this game. I about learned the, so much. The universe.
0: I have started seeing things in here, and then I'll see fan theories online talking about the MCU, and I'm like, oh, I know what you're talking yeah. about. Um, yeah, it's so, really
1: it is cool. It is cool, especially as somebody is not reading every comic.
0: Yes, so that's why I'm a little hesitant to say if you don't like Marvel that you'd still like this game. I kind of feel like if you're just a general superhero fan, but not a Marvel fan. There's other superhero games out there that are less of an investment overall and I think would be a better game because of that. But if you like Marvel at all, you will love this game. Yeah, This is the, in my opinion, I'm going to make a bold statement here, the quintessential Marvel game.
1: Yeah, 100%. Bar none. The statement before that, I don't know if I totally agree, but we uh, have a little bit different... Our view of this game is is about the same, but then I take it to a whole other level. So... With that, I do think there are other superhero games that I've played that I will take this above and beyond just because of the game itself, the way it it, it kind of does what it wants to do. And that, that's kind of our next question is, does this game promote the player having a good time? Does it let you have fun? Does it let you do what you want to do in a game? And for me, yes, because constant decision making within this game picking between the cards that i have in my hand and again you build your deck if you want you don't have to but you're gonna have cards in your hand that you want to play every single one of those cards every single one you want because if you when you start if you do end up getting to deck build a little bit and this isn't like heavy deck building it's very you can throw a deck together very easily in this when you get to the point though you you drew your six cards or five cards depending on your hero you draw your cards Every single one of cards you want to play, but you can't play them all because you use cards to pay for your other cards. And there are ways to get, uh, you know, resources from, you know, cards you have upgrades out or your hero might give you, a, you know, a resource. Or there's other ways to generate some extra resources when paying for cards. But in general, you pay, uh, you know, this three cost card, you need to spend three cards from your hand, um, unless there's like a double bonus card, you know, there's some some resource specific cards that are in, that you can put into your deck. But within those, you have to decide each and every turn. What am I doing with my turn? Which cards am I using to pay for this other card? And that is one of my just, and I've mentioned this before, is when there is a strictly, mostly a card game, and it can be, you know, not necessarily just a card game, but the cards can be used for multi-purpose. I love it in a game. I love it when cards can be used for multi-purpose because it doesn't clog my hand with things that are just specific to one thing. And there are resource cards in this game that are specific to that, but you want those in your deck. You're putting that in there for a purpose where most of the time, every card in this game you can use as a resource and every single card you can use to play its event or its action or whatever it does. And so I love that part of any game, especially in this game. It does it so well is that I can play this card and do what it, you know, the text says, but I can also use it as a resource because I need to do something. Something is more important at this period of this game. And so that constant decision-making is happening when you're playing this. Oh, the, the villain did all this scheming, and now I have to thwart, and I was I had a pretty strong attack hand. Well, I got to pivot, and I got to make that decision, unfortunately, and I got to do it, or do I still attack? It it's con- There's a constant decision-making, and it's so intense. It does feel like you're really having this battle with the villain that not many other games do as far as cooperatively that really forces each player to play as a team and communicate as a team. But you also have to play your own game of like, this is the hand I have and I'm going to optimize it the best I can. I love the optimization that you have to do on your turn. And you could just play this game light. I've played this game a lot. Every time I build a hand and play a hand, I am looking for the most optimized move. But you don't have to play that way. This game is fun by itself. And the more you play it, the better you get at it. The more you play, the better deck you get to look at and and build. There's just so much depth to this game. Um, and so it allows the player to have fun, I think, more than just the theme. I think the actual card play and card design, too, really helps the player have fun. And you're welcome to elaborate on that. I, I was t- talking for a while there, but...
0: No, you're good. I was going to let you go because you had a lot of good things to say there. <laughs> yeah, I think there's not a lot that keeps me from being able to really enjoy what I'm wanting to do when I sit down to play a game. Yeah. Um, I've said more times than I thought I ever would on this podcast already that I'm looking for games that, that I can feel like I'm part of what I'm playing. Yeah. I want to feel engrossed in that, and this does that in spades, but I agree with you that there's a real game. Here, it's not just feeling like Spider-Man or Captain America or whoever. That's great. But the amount of decision-making, the amount of tactile play, every single hand is different. Every every hand is
1: different. You have a
0: strategy for what you're doing with your overall deck, Yeah, but you have to respond to the villain and what the villain is doing, and that can completely change your whole plan every single hand,
1: and that's crazy. And then your hand is different you could build the same deck, and you that game will be completely different. You could play the same exact right. deck ten times; it'll be ten different games because the way that uh, you know your your cards come up differently, yes. the combos, and that uh, the great thing about this game is the combos, like the combos that you can pull. Oh, off yeah. it's, it's incredible, obviously. is incredible. It's really fun. But every time you play the game is different because those decks are different, and you you're not pulling the same exact cards every single time.
0: Well, and going back to something else that you said, you and I have really challenged each other to get better at this game. Yeah. I remember sitting down tonight to play and he said, Bro, my deck's at forty eight. And I'm like, Nah, you gotta trim that. <laughs> we talk all the time about trimming the fat. Yeah. Because we want to get as close to that forty card count as we can. Right. Because we've learned that's optimal play. Sometimes that's not always true. Yeah. It's okay. Sometimes throw I thought it in doing right, a little though. bit
1: more. I thought it was doing all right.
0: No, I mean no critique. Yeah. I mean, but you you and I, you you agree. We talked. We trimmed down a little bit. We've talked about it, yeah. We've learned how we've learned from each other and how to play different styles and that sort of thing. Yeah. And it and it has been a really I think it's been a really cool bonding experience, which is the ultimate goal of all things we do at the table, right? Yeah. Is to be able to get together and enjoy our time. You and I are always talking about are we buying the latest hero? I know. Yeah. Are (laughs) we making another money sink? Are we doing whatever? And of course, you and I are both buying it for some reason. Always. Because we play with people outside of just the two of us. But um, it's always a fun experience. And we've found a lot of creative ways to play this game. And a lot of we've pulled out some wins that felt impossible oh yeah and now granted we spent way longer at the table than we should have for it but man it felt great to pull that out
1: and there's so yeah the villains have uh each villain has three difficulties and so you can play on easy mode which would be the first stage and the second stage each game you will always defeat two stages unless yep. like again specific scenarios but in general you'll face two stages you'll defeat the first stage in the second stage when you complete the second, if you defeat the hit points of the second villain stage, you will win. But you could also play with stage two and three for the expert heroic mode, which at this point, we kind of play mostly that, uh, depending on how we're feeling. But in general, we're experienced. But you can tone and change the the difficulty of this game fairly easily, really easily. Um, and Yes, so there's, there's a lot of ways
0: to adjust
1: based yeah, on what you want. Totally, totally. So with that, though, uh, I want to ask a quick question. Sure. As far as player interaction, because you're playing all these heroes, what? how do you feel, it, you know, is it allowing players to interact at a good level or is there not enough or too much or, like, how do you feel that interaction? You know, is?
0: the interesting thing is that I think you and I have more player interaction outside of the game than we do in the game. Hmm. And what I mean by that is you and I do a lot of strategy of, hey, what are you taking? What are you thinking about taking with that aspect? Like, what's your idea there? And we talk through that. And once we get into the game itself, we do talk about, okay, what are you doing to handle this problem? What am I doing? And that sort of thing. But it's still more of you're doing your thing and I'm doing my thing. And occasionally those things intersect. Yeah. And they intersect through we're doing the same goal. Right. But I think by and large, you're playing your character and I'm playing mine. Yeah. And the interaction is if I throw, like, if I defend an attack for you, or if uh, you have a buff that helps me. But that's kind of the limit of how much player interaction I feel like there is.
1: I feel like it's very responsive or um, reactionary player interaction. Yeah. It is also very, like, situational and. I guess what I'm trying to say is it it happens in an instant and then it goes away. It's true. I it, wish there was more of it, honestly, because yeah. of the
0: amount of teamwork that you see with the Avengers. Yeah. But I don't know how
1: you would do that very well. Yeah, this game, it, it's a cooperative game. Um, and so you're all trying to achieve this one goal. Um, I I will say, as we're talking about this, is in cooperative games, what can tend to happen is a metagamer type of controlling Player can take over the game and tell everybody what to do. Uh, this tends to happen in the very first co op that I ever played was Pandemic. Yeah. Is that one player basically tells everybody what to do, and the players never have any decision making within themselves. So it's a super fine balance between cooperative games, and i I would rather uh, be on the this side of it. Is that you can't? I mean, you can't see my cards, and I can sure. tell you, but we don't you're, play you're that not, way. You're not supposed to, and so. I have to still play my game and it's still my turn in my game that I'm playing, but we're playing it together. And so I think this game really does force you to play your own game inside of a cooperative game. And so I think that's really a really good take on it. Obviously, sometimes if you're wanting to play a full team game that you're all having the same amount of decisions together, this is definitely not that, but each player's individual decisions do affect the other players on what they do on their turn because if you're like oh no i'm just going to attack well then the other player has to deal with the threat because we're sure. going to lose if we don't get this threat off the board so
0: yeah i think there's no way to alpha game this game no it's impossible there's two well and and that will come up in one of my critiques <laughs> is that there's a lot to keep up with
1: yeah um, yeah yeah no there's there is a lot there is i a, think
0: we went through a dozen games when we first started out before, I felt like we had a full grasp on everything that was happening. We weren't forgetting any rules. We weren't missing anything on cards. Because mm-hmm. there's a lot of cards. Yeah. And it's, I mean, on one hand, it's fine. Right. Because it's a cooperative game. You're just playing together. And if you miss something, like, who cares?
1: If you're playing this game casually, it is hard to keep up. Uh, I'm not a casual gamer in, the, in within this game yeah I've kept up with the f a q s and the the forms and all the cards and like all the terminology and, and I'm s- very grateful for and that so yeah <laughs> so when i when I teach this game, like I know all the keywords and I yes. know all the things and I know all the sequences of play and all this stuff, so. Yes, there is a lot to keep up, especially as the game has uh, expanded. Evolved, yeah. Uh, there are a lot of stuff, but you can... I'm telling it's not that much. It You can get it. It just takes a little bit of time, especially the new stuff.
0: Well, and I would say, too, you and I are coming at this from the perspective of all of it.
1: hmm right. But
0: in the base game, I think it is relatively easy to pick up. And the design of the villains in the base game... I remember showing Rhino to Anna... Mm-hmm. And we played, and when we got done, she's like, "Oh, that was really quick." Yeah, because uh, it does play quicker. It does now. There's some scenarios that you can get into in the expansions, right? Where, geez, dude, we've been there for a long time. These games can take a and while. Some of that is self-inflicted. Sure, like we play to optimize instead of just casually throwing and cards then we'll on the lose table like
1: two times and still keep playing, and and all this stuff. So, with that, as far as like, yeah, is what is this game lacking then? As for you, like, what is it? keeping you from doing and keeping you from achieving, like, as far as in a game I think, that you don't like. I
0: think my big critique with this, or I used to play Sentinels of the Multiverse, which is the more not IP, more generic superhero game. Yeah. Um, there's just so much to keep up with on all these cards, and I'm saying that as a, like, hardcore gamer. Mm-hmm. There's just a lot to keep up with uh, when you get into the more complex scenarios, and there are times where I just, I'm like, okay, I just trust... That Ian is telling me the truth, <laughs> and I'm not even going to bother checking it. Like, why would I? Why would I do that at this point? Um, that's funny. And so it makes me feel like, as a player, I'm missing out on mm. something. Okay. Because I'm more just listening to another player say it. Sure. Um, but I also i I am blessed to have someone who keeps up with all that, <laughs> and so it's easy for me to just be like, okay, I all know right. that's what's happening. He's got it. But that same that same thing happened with Sentinels,
1: where. Mm-hmm.
0: I had a friend who played all the time, like way more than I ever would. And so when we played, I just trusted that they knew what they were doing with the villain, and I was just like, okay, well, I'm going to play my turn and not worry about it. Yeah. So that, that to me, is a thing that is potentially lacking in the very complex scenarios. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's anything you'd find in the base box. Um, No. But in some of the expansions, you could definitely see that.
1: Yeah, I'm coming from a different point of view, obviously, because I know all that stuff, so it's not as much for me but yeah i could definitely see that i could definitely see it being a lot and being a lot to manage because it it is it's you know it's a good amount uh especially if you haven't played in a while it's like one of our last games we did play um it's been a little that was sloppy (laughs) it had been a while so we kind of had to you know kind of refresh our minds as we're like halfway through the game uh so yeah it can happen there is a lot especially with some of the other expansions i would we'll get into like what as far as buying purposes or whatever, but, sure. Uh, the the individual campaign or expansions, as far as villains wise, are a little bit more in depth than like a box. Uh, the boxes like take you through a campaign. It's a little bit mm-hmm. more self explanatory. Where some of like I know like the Green Goblin or uh, Mojo or whatever, they're just there's a lot more kind of put into that as far as like right. complexity compared to a box, because they're well, trying to get you through a campaign. They're
0: expecting that when you're buying those packs, you know the game already. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, And I mean, that's been a struggle of this... Not a struggle. It's been a uh, complication that this game has tried to overcome throughout the various expansions, mm-hmm. is that you do have people that are playing casually, and you have people that are very good at this game, and they want to challenge. Right. And so they're trying to balance that in these various expansions.
1: Yes. And I think, in general, they have, have, have definitely... Done that well in my mind, yeah. As an experienced player, because I just go straight to the expert, like two, three levels of, of each villain. But sometimes I've gone back to the one, and I'm like, oh man, this is not actually. It's kind of hard. But in general, the one to two, I feel like an entry level person can get into. And so I do. I sure. think that's really cool that the way they did that. It is very well done. Now, now, as far as player count, this is one to four. Yep. And so you can play a single hero, but I don't think either of us really do that.
0: When we play by ourselves, we both play two-handed, which means we're playing two heroes, keeping up with both hands. Mm-hmm. You're basically playing as two people. Yeah. We obviously play a lot of two-player, and I've played three-player a few times. I don't I don't know that I ever want to play four-player in this game. I think it's an experience. Um, Maybe like a one-time thing.
1: If you... Yeah, so this game, uh, as far as length... Uh, If you play one of the more complex scenarios, um, it can be longer. You're looking at a couple hours. Yes. If you're, yeah, you're looking at a couple hours at least. And
0: I, I, I mean, I, I will admit again, I think some of that is self-inflicted in the way that we like to play. Yeah, yeah. So if you're just throwing cards on the table, it can definitely go faster than that.
1: Yeah. But and the more, especially base. And some of the early scenarios, they were a lot faster. Sure. As they've developed more, people you know have asked for oh, yeah. more complex stuff. So,
0: oh, we got through Rhino in like twenty minutes. Yeah, it's 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 whatever. The first, um, yeah, and claws a little bit longer. Yeah, but totally all fine. the base game villains you can definitely get through in an hour. Yeah,
1: but this game definitely ramps up for how many players you're adding. So if you're playing with two people, the game's going to be shorter than with four people. Yes, because four people, for each player that is added to the game, the villain gets that many more hit. It gets a certain amount of more hit points. Yeah, uh, it almost. Yeah. So everything ramps. Everything ramps up. So you have to defeat more hit points. It's not like it's the same. So it does ramp up. If you're playing a four player game, I've played four player. It's uh depending on the scenario, between two to two and a half hours ish. You know, if you're if you're everybody's kind of familiar, if not, it might be three. But yes. I would I would play this game with four and I would play I think three is a great number for this game. Yeah,
0: I, I, I don't think I have any issue with three.
1: Yeah. I think three is a really good number. Four definitely takes it to uh, a, a very longer game for sure. The reason I don't want to stay away from it is it's such an experience. When you play with four, it's a very different game than the two. Like when me and you are sitting down and you're playing this with two, it's just a very different game. It's very, you know, each boom, the next player goes, I go, villain, back at it. When you're playing with four, it is a longer game you take your turn and three other people go and that can take a while, especially when you start getting later into the game. And then the villain goes and then your turn might not, you know, your turn's three other turns after that. So it, it is a, it takes a while. You have to be patient and if you... But, but also if, engaged. Yes, engaged. And so if, if all four players are engaged though, it is, it's really fun because there's so much on the board for you to to manage. And it sure. and, and is I'm, I'm not trying to say the bad part of the manage is that there's a lot of, minions and no, there's a lot to engage and, and engage there's a lot of things and yeah be involved with you're like oh this massive dinosaur is sitting in front of me i need help and so everybody can team up on it and so it there's so much more to do with your turn when there are four people because you're like oh man look at all this stuff i can do like i can do this 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 combo 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 where in two player like there's not always as much options but the game's still tight this game will beat you beat you down yes um like any other co-op game like this game will beat you down especially if you're playing at the like the difficulty based off your you know experience well and it's
0: interesting too because like i know there have been games where i felt like i've been cut off at of the knees and i was just the sacrificial lamb <laughs> and you were able to carry us the yeah. rest of the way while i was getting beat to crap and back right, right but there have been games where i've been cut off at of the knees and i'm like this game's over, Yeah, and I know there's no way out of it.
1: Kind exactly. Of thing. Exactly. So Length can be an issue, yes. and, and I will a, say, at a higher player count, it can. If, after,
0: after you mentioned the T-Rex, which comes from the Kang experience, <laughs> yeah. you and I have technically played a four-player game, because we both played that game of two-handed each. We
1: did, we did, yeah.
0: Um, so I agree with you. you, there is a lot of exposure mm-hmm. when you have that four-player game. I just don't know if the time sinks worth that, ex- that extra exposure that you're getting.
1: Mm-hmm. It's definitely longer. Um, yeah, it is. No, it is. Yeah, it, it. You have to. I would recommend not playing with four unless you guys love the game and want to play it all together. Yes. If you're just having somebody over for a game night and they're like, "I have never played this before," and you're not sure how they would feel about it, mm-hmm. that would be something I had to stay away from. Uh, but I have played this game with people that wanted to play. Sure, and it's it's that's the way to play the four. If four not,
0: experienced players could be a lot of fun. Yeah,
1: if you're looking at something else, two to three is kind of where this. This game likes to sit. It Um, sings very well there. So, yeah. So, the base game comes with how many heroes?
0: So, the base game comes with five heroes and three villains.
1: Yeah. So, the heroes in the base game are She-Hulk, Iron Man, Spider-Man, Captain Marvel, and Black Panther. All really good heroes. She-Hulk is kind of a a hit or miss. I like She-Hulk. Yeah, I don't like She-Hulk. On top of that, it comes with three villains rhino claw and ultron um within that it has no
0: james spader voice to go along with yeah yeah
1: on top of that it has some encounters that uh change the dynamic of each of the scenarios Mm -hmm. um after that that's the base and you'll buy that you really you have to get that because it has the standard encounter sets
0: yeah there's a few things that come in the base box that you really need that are incorporated in every game that you play
1: right you need the standard for almost everything unless you whatever On top of that, they have hero packs, villain packs, and then campaign box, box expansions. Yep.
0: And those campaign boxes are technically expansions. They don't have the things that come in the base game that you need for every box. Right. And they come with two heroes and five
1: villains. Yes. And that is a great way to expand your villain collection is getting a box. Briefly, I think as far as boxes go, I think, oh man, it's tough. They're all really good. Um, I think the Guardians of the Galaxy one is really challenging, very hard. Not sure how I feel about it, but the Spider-Man's good. The original Red Skull box is really good.
0: I think it really comes down to what you like in Marvel. Yeah. Do you like the Spider series? Then you'll get the Spider box. Yeah. If you like X-Men, there's two X-Men boxes now.
1: They're coming out with the X-Men now. If you
0: like Guardians of the Galaxy... I would get a little bit better at the game and
1: then buy the Guardians box. Yeah, please, please start out maybe with getting some of the hero packs. (laughs) If
0: you like some of the more like traditional Avengers stories that are definitely covered in the MCU. Yeah. Then you can get the first expansion, Rise of Red Skull. Yeah. I think they each have their own output. Yeah. I do think for me personally, I've seen two kind of uh, trains of thought here. Some people are way more interested in getting new heroes. Mm Mm-hmm. I completely disagree. I want more villains all the time. Yeah. So the campaign boxes speak to me way more than the hero packs do.
1: But we've been playing since the get-go, so we do have the most heroes uh, possible. We we
0: have pretty much all of it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so, but yes, there's plenty of heroes. They have all, a ton, most of the heroes that you could basically, whatever you want to play. you don't
0: have to get everything. No, no. Um, You can definitely just look at the hero packs and be like, oh, I love Doctor Strange. Yep. I'm gonna buy the Doctor Strange pack. Exactly. And then you've got Doctor Strange. Yep. And then you can either play against the base box uh villains or you can start buying into a campaign box.
1: And they have individual um like villain packs too. They do. Uh, yep. the Wrecking Crew, I think, is a phenomenal entry it's level good. Yeah. uh campaign or uh villain pack. Uh the Green Goblin is just it when you get the original box. The Green Goblin is an excellent one to really start with because it adds just a little bit. It's really challenging, though, and it's a really fun one. So they have a lot of options. You can start small. You don't have to have it all. I, I promise you, you do not have to it have it all. You will feel like you want to have it all, you, but... but we So the, the thing for us, though, we did start when the game first came out, so there was no content, where now there's like, you can literally pick what you want, where before yes. we were just... buying as we go buying as we go so a little different if you haven't gotten into this game before and so yeah anyway that that's just kind of how there's so much content now if you like x-men go for it i think that that campaign is fine the the heroes are awesome wolverine is fantastic and so you if you love x-men if you hate x-men you don't have to get it because it's not necessary like Um, all the others there was plenty of content before x-men came out I was pretty much content and I don't even own a lot of the X-Men stuff because I'm not as much of an X-Men fan. I have so much content. There is so much game. you can play the same villains again. You can play the heroes over and over again. There is so much of this game there's there's no reason unless you really wanted to 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 own it all. It's just not it's not a it's not a must by any no. any stretch whatsoever.
0: But if you are, it is a warning label that if you're a completionist, yes, this is. There's a lot. There's an investment here. There is a lot. There is a lot here. If you're someone who is more casual, does not want to spend a whole bunch of money, I think there's a lot of game just in the base box. Totally. Well, you got five different heroes and three different villains, and you can change up how the
1: villains feel. So
0: you've got over twenty five plays just in that.
1: I mean, after that, you just buy the first campaign box and then you're good. Like, that's so yeah, many options. Yeah, you'd be options. solid
0: for a long time. So <laughs> yeah. I, I think that, yeah, there's it doesn't have to be a high investment. No. And I think you can still... And everybody loves Spider-Man. So, like, yeah. just
1: Spider-Man's get in the, there. Base
0: go, the base box and play Iron Man and Spider-Man and call it a day. Yeah. Yeah, it's
1: there's a lot or of Or
0: Captain Marvel, which is also great yeah. in that box. And like we said, you can absolutely keep all the pre-con decks yeah. uh, just like they are. You can have it ready to go, distribute the decks on a game night, and be ready to go pretty much immediately.
1: Yeah, which I've done. I've done for m- multiple game nights. Yeah, so as far as grading, is that what you wanted to move to? That's what I was going to move to, but okay. if you have something else, that's totally fine. No, this is part of the... Add this into your grading, because I want to go last on this. Uh, of course. So, one of your... We've had many experiences. Do you have a, uh, a memorable experience going into your grading? Yeah. <laughs> That, you've, that you remember.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. I, obviously the Spider-Man experience right off the bat is w- really what funnels all of the rest of this. Sure. I remember when we got, when I got the Nebula hero pack. Mm. I, it came out, it came out perfect time. And of course, all this stuff is released in sync with the MCU. So I had learned to love Nebula as a character. Yeah. So I was ecstatic when they brought out her deck. Yeah. And I remember building a deck with her just on the fly because we were going to fight Loki for the first time yeah. out of the Thanos box. <laughs> Dude, we clapped Loki oh, yeah. like so hard. And I remember thinking, this deck is fantastic. How Yes. Clap! It, it was all day. Boom! Um, so just having moments like that where we've taken heroes. It's happened with Gamora. It's happened with Captain America where we have just taken a villain and just mopped the floor with them yeah uh that's been really fun there have been other times though uh, i think i referenced it earlier we i honestly dude i cannot even tell you who we were fighting Mm -hmm. but we we hit the midway point of that game and we looked at each other and we're like the odds of us winning this game are next to none (laughs) and we both said but we want to finish it
1: yeah and we pulled it out yeah and it was the most it was the greatest victory i've ever like Felt. i don't remember who it was i think i know I, what you're talking about it probably kang or something yeah i don't know i don't know man yeah I, it was something crazy and that has I, happened many times yes where we just we decided to play it out um to see what happens you never know what the and cards may show
0: we've invested more time than we probably should have but it was it's so good yep uh so that's the one end of the perspective the other end is that i can also count the games where I have come in with a good deck, yeah. that has competed well before, yeah. And then because all the cards fell wrong, yeah, I just my knees were broken, <laughs> and then I was beaten with them. You're just and you just sit there and you're like, I've I've got nothing. Does Kang just beat you down? Yeah, no, not Kang, but we have had scenarios <laughs> where they have just Mojo,
1: Mojo just beat you down this he last did. game. He just just took sat my legs off on and you, just beat sat me with on him. you, and then beat you. It was brutal. It was, and I was
0: sad as I was.
1: Like this is a good deck. Yeah, like I know this is a good deck. It was hard to watch. It was really. I was just. I was watching from across the room. Like I didn't know what to do. Yep. Watch you get beat.
0: You and Anna were both. Oh, Anna wasn't even playing. And I you know. guys were both consoling me like I just lost <laughs> a dog or
1: something. <laughs> it felt like that. I felt like I had to. <laughs> I don't know what was going on. Uh, oof. So that's the perspective that I'm coming in with. Yeah. So what? What do you think?
0: What do you think, man? I think this game sits exactly where I put it on BGG. I give this game a nine on BGG. Nine. Nine out of 10. Nine. I think that the only thing that keeps me from playing this game more is the time sink. Yeah. It is a time sink. And I just, I wish there was a way that it could just go a little bit faster. And maybe, again, it could just be me. I don't know. But all I can tell you is my perspective. Yeah. And so I wish it went a little bit faster. I wish there was a little, a l- and I don't even know if I would say that uh, because you kind of like the swing because it makes those victories all the greater. But I wish there wasn't times where it just, it got so bad that there was, there's just nothing you could do. Yeah. Um, so I think that's the only things I don't like. But isn't that how all co-ops are? Well, you and I were talking about this off the air, right? I think there's a difference between a co-op being difficult but fun and just getting to a point where it's so absurdly difficult and so insurmountable that it's not even fun anymore. Gotcha. I think there's, I think there's a very thin, fine line yeah. that a co-op has to walk. And it's, it's unfair to even ask for it. Sure. And again, I'm talking about fringe scenarios. Not all the time,
1: obviously. Yeah. We win way more than we lose. In general. Now, we also... We're not pushing the difficulty every single game we play, though.
0: No, that is true. Yeah. But we do push the difficulty quite
1: a lot. We do. We like to win. Nobody likes losing all nope. the time.
0: I, and I don't mind losing. I just don't like getting my brains beat in. So... Yep. Uh, um, yeah, for me, it sits at a nine. It, it does so many things that I look for in a game. Yep. I can't wait to play with my kids uh, <laughs> when they get a little bit older. Yeah, that'd be and, good. And um, I love playing with you. And so the way it has enhanced our relationship alone is worthy of a nine.
1: Yeah. This is, this is our game. (laughs) It is our game. It's our game. So So, yeah, I give it a nine. Um, yeah. Uh, so experience. Yeah. Obviously the ones you've mentioned, we've crawled out of the hole that, uh, Thanos put us in and, uh, have climbed back out of space and drove the, the ship to, to rescue the other Avengers and band together. Um, and and have won many games and have my uh i don't have an argument to that necessarily it it definitely does can beat you down and the the thing for me though is when the scenario does like straight up just beat you down you know it pretty early in the game and so we're like all right we're out we're gonna restart we lost and so you can kind of reset before you're like deep deep into the game uh if you lose late into the game you know that's just part of it but
0: that that part is all co ops. Yes. Like there's times where you
1: just you invest yeah, yeah. and then you lose, you and that's lose. just how it is. This is how it, that's how it goes. That kind of what happened today actually. So, um, so an experience with this game. This game man came out in 2019, right before COVID. This was December, I think, of 2019. I think is the, I don't know the exact date, but yeah. I I know or not. say No, it, it was late, late uh, fourth quarter, I think, for sure. Maybe third quarter.
0: I think that's right because I remember this coming out at Gen Con and I remember seeing mm-hmm. it there.
1: It was... So I bought this on Black Friday, I think, of 2019. And so I got it. And this is obviously right as the end of, you know, beginning of COVID, 2020 hits. And COVID's rampant. I might have bought it later 2020. Either way, I bought it right during COVID and I started playing it solo. And um, and then Jared got it. And so I have an experience that just will always be in my mind forever, honestly. Uh, so COVID's full ramp were quarantined and I'm at home, can't do anything. And I'd been playing games with this friend and it wasn't you, unfortunately. Yeah.
0: No, it's okay. But I, I like I, this story. Yes,
1: but I came over after I got him involved and, and we played me and you a lot after this. But uh, one This of my, could
0: have been me if I listened. No, <laughs> that's,
1: that's right. You could have been a part of this. But no, one of my friends, he, I got him to play one game really before we started quarantining. He's like, man, I really like that game. And so COVID hit and I was like, well, I'm at home. Let's, let's find a way to play this game because like, we're just both figuring out what to do. So what I did is I split the base game because all I had was the base game and I think the Green Goblin and maybe like Captain America, maybe. And so I took half of the aspects. So there's four aspects. I took two to his house along with a couple heroes and some basic cards and I, I gave him all that stuff. And so I took the rest. So I split my limited collection at the time and I brought it home, and we set up the Skype. Uh, we set up Skype at the time, and I just basically skyped the the table at my my house, and I played my hand, and then I'd say, "Hey, it's your turn," and he'd ask, like, "What's on the board? What's on the table? What you know? What can I attack? And what can I? You know? What's going on?" Neither of us had like tabletop simulator or anything crazy like that, and so we just figured it out all through COVID. Um, and so one of my favorite memories, just period in gaming, is like during COVID being in this place of being separated from all personal contact with somebody else in the world where I was finding a way to still be in the hobby and play a game. I might get I'm kind of getting teary eyed just thinking about it. So it was just such an awesome experience that I'll never forget in this game that I'll always have is that it it kept me going for a while, especially through COVID, that I was able to play via Skype uh, with another friend. And so just again, always on my mind, super cool. And the game is Progress so much. I was able to to hang out with you and play all the really crazy scenarios. Uh, on top of all that, that I mean, this game has grown since then. So. Dude, we've
0: we've had a lot of late nights where we've stayed up playing this game because yeah. we wanted to just w- one more go. Yeah, one
1: more. <laughs> you know, we lost three times That's and okay. we're gonna play we're, Ronan one more time. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna, get gonna try it. it. Yep. We're gonna try it. Venom Goblin was the same way. <sighs> oh my gosh, we've been absolutely clapped multiple times, and we le- I left. And we so just I, I come to his house. We can do this all day. I <laughs> I can't, I can't do it. I can't, I usually, I come to his house to play and he I have kind. left miserable multiple times. And it's yes. happened, you know, not all the time. Like, I think three or four. Ronan almost broke us. Three or four times I have, and out of like, I mean, we're talking about 30 times probably. Three or four times I've left your house and I'm like, dude, I am depressed and I feel like I was beat down. I felt, I just, it was miserable. Like those night's. But you come back, though, and you're like, okay, I am beating this scenario. And so you come back and it's, it's a full. Well,
0: I will say, too, like, you go home depressed, but then the next morning you would text me and be like, bro, I'm ready to go at it yeah. again. Like, I, let's go. You, you,
1: well, yeah, we it, it could do this all day. Uh, so, anyway, my review of this game... You've set the bar for me because you you told me I'd be surprised by yeah, what you said. This is a, I'm going to give it a 10. <laughs> no, I'm shocked. 10.10. <laughs> Shocker. This is my... I mean, it's my favorite game. Um... But this game does everything that it wants to do. That is true. There is not something that this game is doing that it didn't want to. And everything that it set out to do, it does. And and so the length for me is is what would prevent people from playing. Yeah. Um, Obviously, like managing the board and all that, that can be all issues. But when we're talking about the game itself, there is not a single issue that I have with this game. <laughs> Shocker.
0: <laughs> and, again. and
1: again, this is just me. But I love this game so much it has a lot of memories and stuff attached to it on top of the the amount of fun that I've had and, and it, everything that I love in gaming, uh, the heroes that you get to play and the deck building. I'm not a big deck builder, but when you build a deck that works and you get those combos going, it just sings. And and if everybody's doing it at the same time, we've had games where we're just rolling and moving and just containing everything that the villain is throwing those are experiences that I'll never forget and, and they're so much fun, especially the ones where you do come back, where you, you were put down early and then you you find a way to come back. The comeback is the best. It's yeah.
0: also the biggest time sink, but yes. it's 100% worth it. Yes.
1: So, no, there's just, it feels like you're playing a superhero, man. It feels like you're playing that hero and it feels like you're playing a superhero against a villain. And I don't, there's not another comparison. Like, that's what it feels like. Well, That's what this I, game is. So I will say, when
0: I was given this game by somebody. Yeah. I had the full collection of Sentinels of the Multiverse. Yeah. And I sold it. Yeah. Almost immediately. I I, I knew someone who wanted it. And after playing Marvel Champions like three times, Yeah. I called him and said, hey, I'll sell it to you. Yeah. Because I need money to buy into Marvel Champions. <laughs> right. And right, right. I think, and I was thinking about this, and I know they had some stuff already printed ahead of time and it was already kind of in the works, but the way this game... So I looked it up while you were talking this game dropped November 1 of 2019,
1: which November, means it yeah. dropped
0: five months before full shutdown. Yeah. And it managed to survive through that and has thrived.
1: I bought this on Black Friday of 19 then. Yep. Yes. I bought so this on Black it, Friday of 19. Yeah, because
0: it, it premiered in August mm-hmm. of 2019 at Gen Con. Official release date was November 1st. Yep. I Just a testament to how strong this game is and how long it's been going. I mean, I think the living card game model is strong by itself. Sure and I haven't played some of their other ones, but this one really sings. And I've told you, the only reason I would stop collecting this game is if they came out with a Star Wars one, which they're not going to do. No. And it keeps breaking my heart. No. Because they have a competitive one in Star Wars, but not a cooperative one. And I want a cooperative one,
1: but that's not going to happen. Sure, sure. Yeah.
0: So we have Marvel, and I'm cool with that. I'm like you. X-Men doesn't really speak to me that way. Right. But I know that, they're getting ready to do fantastic Four soon yeah, it's got to be coming. be coming they haven't
1: said it yet they haven't said they it haven't said but it yet. i just but know i it's know coming.
0: it's coming yep and they're going to get into some stuff like that totally. so i'm excited for what comes i'm excited to continue to learn more about this universe um and i'm excited to play more games with you man so yeah. i think it's i think it's
1: a blast no you knew, you said this earlier you i've learned more about marvel by playing this game 100% uh, i learned about so kang in this game came out before like we know kang in the movies and so I learned all about Kang I was like yeah. oh, who's this guy who's this like absolutely jacked guy and so I researched him and I found all of it so this game it, it was really cool uh, I've learned a lot about the Marvel universe even if you're not like a nerd or whatever about Marvel you can learn a lot from this game it, it adds a lot there's a lot of things to look up which is kind of fun my so.
0: favorite moment of that is I was having a discussion with a, a buddy of mine who's like hardcore Marvel yeah. like, l- knows the ins and outs reads the, com- read the comics whatever yeah and I name dropped Squirrel Girl to him and he was like how in the world do he you know that and I was like buddy let me tell Dude. you
1: <laughs> again there's so many cards in this game and it's it. you see it all man you see it all and it's, it's super cool super yep, cool it so. is
0: alright man well I think that about does it uh, so I just want to say thank you all uh for hanging out with us this evening or this morning or whenever you're listening yeah and i hope that either through a friend or by yourself that you're able to experience this game and that you're able i want you to find a friend who will play marvel champions with you the way that Ian plays with me yeah that's that's a goal that i hope for all of you that's right uh if you have feedback or want to give us your thoughts on the game we would love to hear from you links to all of our socials are in the description Also, we have a Discord. Please join and let's have a discussion about about this. Talk about the games you like. Yes, absolutely. Tell us about it. Tell us about yourself. We can just talk about anything. Yeah. Um, If you have a moment... We would absolutely appreciate it if you could head over to wherever you listen to your podcast and leave us a five-star review. Only five stars. I know that doesn't happen with all podcast uh, operations, but if you are in Apple or Spotify, you are able to leave that rating. It would be very much appreciated and very helpful. Also, follow us on, on Instagram. And whatever your podcast podcast operation of choice is, please subscribe so that you are notified whenever new episodes do drop. These heroic actions are immensely helpful in growing this podcast, and we look forward to seeing where it goes. Special thanks to Angie Santiago for our cover art and to Anna Snyder, who made the music. Join us next week as Faith and I dive into the mystical world of kids Chronicles quest for the moonstone. And in the meantime, may your dice rolls and your card draws be blessed. Your experiences at the table be ones to remember I am Iron Man. On your left.